Welcome, everyone, to this recording of our special guest, Jeffrey Irving, right here on the Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream. This is Robert Clotworthy, the narrator of the Curse of Oak Island, and I have a question for you. Could it be that you are listening to the Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream? Yes, indeed, you are listening to the Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream. I am your host, Jeff Freeman, and today, John Edwards in the co-host chair there, and I are hosting our very special guest, Jeffrey Irving. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Hey. Good to see you again. John, nice to see you. Jeff, always a pleasure. Great uh, to be here. This is another one of those that I've been so excited for because I just know, and you know, and I had, as I, as I was telling you earlier, I had to pick... Uh, John, I always like to pick somebody who can really relate to our special guest, and I knew John would be the perfect person to do this with, with because of his expertise and his research, kind of coincides with what you do. So I knew it would be perfect, and uh, it already in our in our pre-show meeting, folks, it has been very lively already. <laughs> so you're gonna you're in for a treat this afternoon on this show. Um, before we get started, I want to do a little housekeeping for everyone. If you're out there on the YouTube side, please click on that subscribe button for us and click on that notification bell because that tells you whenever we have new content coming up. And if you would, if you like our content, give us a thumbs up there. It really helps us out a lot with the YouTube stuff. We really appreciate that. And also, if you'd like to help support the show, we have our Patreon channel out there, patreon.com, and it's uh, jfree906, just like everywhere else. So with that said, and welcome everybody that's coming in. we got a lot of people showing up already. We're really happy to see you here with us today. I tell you what, Jeffrey Irving has got a lot of different things he's going to be talking about this afternoon. And we're going to get started with the very first thing, which is you started in Oak Island Library on Facebook. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was, you buy one book, then all of a sudden you got to buy another book. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I see much back there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I started my little experience with this whole thing about 20, about 18 years ago, actually. And I thought I had a simple story to tell, which is, you know, the book I'm writing. And it's called The Ark of the Covenant and the Quest for the White Stone. And the more I researched, the bigger the story became. Mm -hmm. Okay, I had a couple little things. I kind of had the ending first. And then it was to, to try and research to disprove theories, justify theories, and just mushroom, just gigantic. And it's kind of the same thing with the Oak Island mystery. Now, you know, I've said this many times to many people. My book is not about Oak Island. It features Oak Island. Mm -hmm. um, but the more I got into the Oak Island story, I realized just how phenomenal this mystery has become you know we look at the show and i was on you know i was on a century ago in season three right you know what i mean like we're in season nine yeah. you would have thought right i know right you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and in all my research you know i would just oh well i heard of this article so i have to go chase it down oh what a brilliant article well, now that collection of articles is, you know, 50 plus. I think I'm closing in on like 55. Wow. Okay. Different magazine articles. And they're all written right from 1893, the oldest one I have. Wow. Clean through. You know what I mean? 1905, 1906. So 
it is so interesting to get a perspective in the moment. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. one thing for us to read about the story today, knowing what we know. But in the moment back then, they didn't know. They were still searching. And, right. you know, there's always the line on the show, and it comes up continuously, respect the mystery. Right? right. Respect mm -hmm. the mystery. Um, when you read these articles that are in this Oak Island Library, and by the way, it's free to join. Facebook. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna bring up a picture of it here real quick. Sure. Right? Actually, it's the front page of it. Yeah. Um, I am a member of it, and I suggest that you all follow this or join because yeah. it's really, really interesting stuff. And and I was gonna say too, real quick, that John Edwards and I did an IDK talking about some of the old articles. We, and then when I got onto your library, I saw you actually had many of the ones, or mm -hmm. more obviously than what yeah. we did. But we did find some of the same ones. It was really cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long time collecting, and mm -hmm. it's certainly been fun. Some articles are are better written than others. You know what I mean? Yeah. But oh, there's yeah. there's some brilliant work in there, um, and you know, just just you really respect the mystery when you respect just how seriously people took it back then. Yes. It mm -hmm. wasn't just a bunch of guys out with shovels. Right. You know what I mean? It started that way with, you know, the three of them way back. But over the years, people have sunk their lives into this. You know what I mean? That's very um, true. I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, Dan Blankenship for a minute. You know, because he's been there a long time. Was there yep. a long there's time. There's a picture of him right there. Yep. Right? Exactly. And I'm not going to tell you which article I'm going to read from because I want you to find it yourself, of course. <laughs> but I'm just going to read this paragraph as, as quickly as I can because All right. to me, it speaks to the respect of the mystery. Okay. That night I have, oh, well, you know, senior citizen now. <laughs> I got that some. Night, too, yeah. uh, I have a late dinner with Dan and Mrs. Blankenship, except for the three of us at the corner table. The candlelit dinner room at the Longboat Inn is empty and about to close. I can see Oak Island and the causeway illuminated by moonlight out the window. Dan sits with his back to it. We have finished eating, and Dan has orders us, ordered us all around a Drambuey. I had been hoping that he would disclose some secrets to me. Yeah, as if. <laughs> Who was it that buried the Oak Island treasure? What was the treasure? What signs or evidence? Uh, but through most of the evening, Dan had been uncommunicative. When you first came to Oak Island in 1965, I began trying again. Did you ever have any idea that you'd still be working full-time on it seven years later? Okay. This article mm. was written in 73. Wow. Okay? Uh, no. And I wouldn't be here if I knew it. And that's the God's honest truth. <laughs> what kept you here all this time then? It's not what you think, he pauses and sighs. Remember, I told you I've never been beaten. Well, that's no lie. I've never been beaten by any man, by any challenge. I've never lost at anything. Maybe I should have, but I haven't. But Oak Island's not that. It's not like climbing a mountain that's never been climbed. It's not up here. I'm not up here doing it just to see if it can be done. I'm not still here because of the challenge of something unknown. Now here is the respect part. I'm here 
because I think I know. I think I know what's down there. And it's grander than anything anyone has imagined. Wow. If I'm right, it's grander than any theory anyone's put forward. If I'm right, it's so grand, it puts every other theory way out in left field. And it makes every other theory look insignificant. Wow. Okay? Now, wow. he's speaking from the heart. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a couple other questions. It's just, I didn't say that. Not quite. Not quite. I won't tell you my theory, but I will tell you I placed the date of the works a hundred years earlier than anyone else does. Hmm. The earliest anyone has it is 1630. Wow. Now think it was 1620 when the pilgrims arrived by 1630, there was activity all along the coast Yep. and not much escaped attention. But if you go back a hundred years, who were the only people around? Okay, so when you think about that, he's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. How can you mm -hmm. dig a hole in the 1630s without somebody knowing about it? <laughs> right. right, just common sense stuff. Okay, and there's just one other piece here that I want to want to read. That's really neat, and that's right from Dan Blankenship. So right wow. out of his mouth. Cool. Okay, so now here's another part. Mrs. Blankenship, who hasn't said much during all this, speaks up. Dan, I just don't think it was pirates at all. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I never finished the first sentence. <laughs> who was it? The Spanish, he said. The Spanish. 1530-ish. Right? Mm -hmm. They'd have fleets of 10 or 12 ships bringing treasure up and across from the Caribbean and the Americas. And during the summer, they take the northern route. For the same reason anyone goes north in the summer. They leave the hurricanes behind. Ah, very true. Yep. And by coming up this way, you see what I'm getting at? Mm -hmm. So the question is, would they bring it all across back home? Wouldn't you think if you were the commander of one of those fleets of stashing some of the treasure for yourself? Wouldn't it be easy in a fleet of 10 ships to say five were lost in a storm? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you think maybe you could come back for it and live like a king? Mm -hmm. They had the labor and they had the ships. And that's very important. We're going to talk about that later on. And then the last little thing from, from this article, when Mrs. Blankenship speaks up, says, I just don't think it was pirates. Dear, I didn't say it was pirates because he's not referring to pirates. He's referring to uh well, just anybody. Well, Ponce de Leon, he was one of the biggest rapers of the Caribbean there was as far as resources go. Okay. Right. Not still the right word, just in different context. Okay. Um, Spanish. Um, okay. At this point, the conversation began to enter a strange new realm. I told you, this is Mrs. Duncan. Blankenship speaking. I told you all along who's down there, and I told you you're going to be the one to bring her up for me. Wow. Her, her, her. Hmm. Well, dear, Dan began, I don't know about that, but honey, I know you're going to bring her up. 
Well, she didn't say honey. I just added that. Uh, <laughs> just so you know that it's her. Yeah, story. yeah, right, right. <laughs> I've had a feeling from the beginning she's down there. And I've told you all along that one of these days you're going to bring her up for me. Her, I asked Mrs. Blankenship. Who is she? The Blessed Virgin. Okay. Wow. The Sacred Virgin. Huh. That's going to be important later on. All right. Okay. So that's what these people believed. Mm -hmm. That's what drove them. You know what I mean? And you cannot tell me from all the history we do know of the Blankenships that Mrs. Blankenship didn't have an opinion. She had an opinion. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they all respected that. And when you think about, you know, seven years in, right? Seven years in, he still believes yep. that it's not just a box of gold. So what else is it? Right? And, mm -hmm. you know, to me, the effort has to justify what was there or what is there. You're not just going to yes. dig a hole. I agree. Yeah, we've talked down about in the ground, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right? I mean, it, it makes no sense. Nope. It wasn't just a bunch of drunk pirates digging a hole in the ground to bury some loot. <laughs> now, I'm not <laughs> saying that that didn't take place on different parts of the island. Right, exactly. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about that too, yep. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. But as far as where my head is at, you know, my head is in that area. In that area, whether it's a hundred before, you know, fifty years in the middle. I mean, I'm I'm pretty specific. Will be in my book as to what I think took place, mm -hmm. and in all the articles, you know, leaving the name Columbus out. Okay, uh, first of all, on the show, I said, quote unquote, I was very careful in choosing my words. <laughs> Christopher Columbus was responsible for bringing the Ark of the Covenant and other religious artifacts to Oak Island. Right. I, I remember that. He was there with a shovel. Even yep. though they found a leather shoe that carbon dates to 1492. Yes, they did. <laughs> I do remember you also said, you, you also said, I'm not saying Christopher Columbus dug the hole. I remember you saying that on the show, too. Exactly. You yeah. know, um, but we'll get to the Columbus thing after. I mean, the point of the library is there's so much information that's just most of it isn't online you right. know what i mean it's literally in a magazine article <laughs> mm -hmm. okay you know what i mean so mm -hmm. what i what i felt was that this information should should just be readily available right you know and simple as that and if you're an oak mm -hmm. island fan yeah you can go out and buy it but a lot of the stuff yeah, a little pricey, like that 1905, that, that didn't cost me 10 bucks, okay? Um, so, you know, the people that don't want to spend the investment, they don't have to. They just come to Oak Island, it, it's all there, and it all will be. I'm still uploading articles, you know, mm. whenever I have the time, and I, I think right. I'm like halfway through. So I've still got another half, and I still have 10 sitting in Callis, Maine, and hopefully the border opens up next week so I can go get them. So, oh, wow. You know, okay. So, yeah, so, so the so, library is just a great spot to just go do some reading that you're not going to find anywhere else. Right. And I've been out there, and I've looked it over, and like I said, you know, John and I had talked about some of these same articles that you have, not near the extent that you have, but we mm -hmm. did. And, and knowing now that there's this resource center, 
yeah. uh, of this the library with all the stuff out there folks it is fascinating you really need we do have it linked in our description down below mm -hmm. in the description mm -hmm. of this show the library is linked there so all you got to do is click on it it'll take you right to the library or you can just go to uh, Facebook and just type in Oak Island Library and it'll come right up. And it's an sure. awesome, awesome page. I really appreciate your doing that. It's, it's been long overdue coming. It really has. Well, the, the feedback is, has been really good. I mean, I haven't put a lot of marketing effort into it yet because I, I kind of like to get the majority of the articles up, right? Uh, <laughs> and it takes time. It, it, and I got a full-time job. I get kids. Yeah. The whole nine years. Yep, I have yep. a life outside of Oak Island. I'm not mm -hmm. retired yet. I can't go 100%. Because if I could have gone 100%, my book would have been out 10 years ago. But And that's actually not true. People say, well, what are you going to put your book out? I'm kind of like Rick and Marty. I want that one thing, okay? That one smoking gun that says, yes, he was here. Yep. I mean, mm -hmm. I've, I've already got enough circumstantial evidence. I mean, how many times have we heard the word it's Spanish or it's Portuguese in the last nine years? Right. Like every other thing that came out of the ground, other than the recent run of, you know, the English stuff sitting on the surface here and there all over the island, hmm. you know, which is obvious because there were people in that zone in that era, you know, the late 1700s. So of course they're going to drop stuff. That's the same as the island I look after or, or you know, look at. So, yeah, Kate was asking a question here. If the book is 1905, then it's out of copyright. So, can you digitize it? Are you are you allowed to do that? I'll put it this way: they're all going to go public <laughs> until somebody says take it down. You know what? There I mean? you go. Yep. I mean, I'm not trying to profit off it. I'm sure somebody will say. You know, maybe like if I, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repurpose the information until, you know, if a magazine gets offended because I'm showing something from 15 years ago and they say you need to cease and desist. Of course I will. You know, uh -huh. it's, it's yeah, called yeah, hit the yeah. delete button. OK, <laughs> but I'm right. not trying to maliciously do anything. You know, if a magazine's 15 years old, guess what? It's it's sitting in the basement in the back corner of the publishing house that printed the magazine, right? Yep, exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm an anal old fart, but you'd have to be pretty anal to come after me about something like that, I would think. But, but in this day and age, you never know. Yep. And that one there was from Henry DeWitt. He said, he's, uh, he said the library is awesome. He found it himself, intrigued for hours. Yeah. Uh, so, There's yeah, it is. Reading. It's great. I'm yeah. gonna lie. There's a lot of them articles I haven't even read yet. So. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's some great stuff out there. So check that out, folks, when you get a chance. And again, like I said, the link is down below uh, in the yeah. description, or just go there, out. There's a. Out there. There's the other. There's another article I want to mention because mm -hmm. I, I think it's important. Um, there's a really great article about Robert Dunfield's time there. Hmm. Mm. And this is going to lead us into the next conversation. Um, the destruction he did, it, it, it tells right in the article, like all the shafts that were there, like there's five or six shafts around the original money pit, mm -hmm. right? In the old mm -hmm. stories. And in fact, I'll show you. Hang on. Uh, right here. 
All right, he's going to the library, folks. He's going to the top shelf. Find <laughs> no, that's the top shelf. Keep it away from the dog. I've yeah, got to yeah, have. A, I, I have a baby gate across the front, and then I have disposable magazines down on the bottom, so that when the dog decides to get a little hungry, he's not chewing into something that's been. Oh yeah, you have got some really old books up there. I would hate to see that yeah. happen. Okay, so there's, you know, some of the original testified works, okay? Mm -hmm. The head and shaft, all the shafts are in, are in wow. there, right? Wow. And literally, Dunfield came in, cleaned it on, took every bit of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people say, oh, well, there's searcher wood in there. Yes, there is searcher wood in there, by all means. Uh, but Dunfield got most of it. That's why they, you know, they get excited when they find a piece of wood because it's got a 50-50 chance of either being original or searcher. Right. But no matter what, it's really, really old, and they have to right. find out when. Then they find out, well, okay, this is part of this shaft. Mm -hmm. Well, that verifies that story. So mm -hmm. every time they find something that verifies the old stories, it's like all the work down in Smith Cove. You know, you had to verify the story. Well, yep. The drains, right? The finger drains are mm -hmm. so important that they need to verify it. They just can't go by uh, prospectus to raise shares from 1896, right? Mm. You know, so Dunfield's destruction was criminal. That's my humble opinion. Um, and I've talked to another member of the team and looking at his father's home videos and you know we talked about that after i saw the videos i said that's that backs up exactly what i said was going on mm -hmm. uh, dunfield in my opinion was not there to search he was there to destroy evidence okay that's that's Ooh. my humble opinion okay? wow. um because when you look at how he went about things there's no searching involved whatsoever he literally plowed over Smith's Cove. He took all the dirt from the top of the hill. And because you know the elevation's a lot lower now, right? Than yes, what it yes, was originally. Yes. He just plowed that right down and out into the sea to cover up everything. Hmm. Okay. Wow. That's how the original stone triangle that was there for years and kind of a critical piece. It is. Plowed it over. He just plowed it into the sea well, well, with, uh, with, uh, with bulldozing. Well, Jeff, that, 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 Jeff Everything, that, that begs the question, to what purpose? If you're going to destroy evidence, and are we talking secret society purpose? Or, or what purpose? Okay. <laughs> I can tell by the shrug. Yeah. You know, for what purpose and what was he protecting? Well, right. and, and don't forget, when you get presidents involved, yes. you know, you have to wonder why. Right? Yep. You know, presidents don't have time for treasure hunting. Now, mind you, uh, you know, the Roosevelts are right around the corner from me. You know, they mm -hmm. have a house in Campobello. Like, literally, uh, to practically see, well, I can see half the island from here. Sure. Um, you know, so you wonder why they would be so involved in it. You know, and don't forget, uh, Roosevelt's Grandfather-in-law was part of 
one of the early teams, Delano's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was. Delano's, yes. Yep. And they're related to the Irvings, too, by the way. Oh, wow. The grandmother was an Irving. (laughs) Wow. Same as a lot of people involved in this story. Um, So, you know, I think back then there was not the government oversight that we have today. Okay. And, and there's a reason for that. And, you know, in the end of the article, um, when his pit collapsed, you know, remember he, he dug that mm-hmm. great big, huge hole with the big crane. Yep. And then overnight, the thing all caved in and he just threw his arms up there and went back to California. Yep. I think the law, lo- it said right in the article, the locals took a sigh of relief because they did not want their tourist attraction mm-hmm. any further destroyed right. because mm-hmm. he'd already destroyed 90% of it. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, and, and, you know, and, and bringing that up, you know, now you at, with our current uh, situation going on on Oak Island in the last mm-hmm. couple of episodes, mm-hmm. especially the episode yeah. that we just talked about a couple of days ago, yeah. uh, episode three, now you have the um, the Department of what is it um, uh, culture and uh, what is it? I'm sorry, um, community I'm, heritage. Commu- yes, and yeah. heritage. You're right. Uh, community culture and heritage stepping in and doing some work there. What what's your take on all of that? I mean, you you're you live in that area, so I'm hey, sure hey, you have a. Hey Jeff Freeman, can we throw can we throw sure. up the map for Jeff Irvin? To yeah, see? I'm yeah, not sure if you've seen the map yet. I know. The Canadian um, TV is about a week off, Jeff. Is that yeah. correct, Jeff? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I yeah, have you... not seen episode three. I mean, I, you know, I've seen yeah, yeah. So nice the Facebook and two days okay. later, just about is, anything that's important. This is, is episode two. Well, I kind of prefer to see it live, so I try yeah, yeah. to stay off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah sure. So these areas in red yep. uh, gotcha. now, this area southeast corner of the swamp, this is where mm-hmm. they found, uh, they recently just found some artifacts there that okay. uh, are likely Mi'kmaq. Um, and then uh, pottery, and then there's an area here encompassing part of uh, the uh, the triangle. I mean, I'm sorry, the um, the top of the swamp there, and also right. the, uh, yep, the cross. And then yep. the green green area is good to go. You're still that's able to. Pit. That's money pit and all of that, and part of mostly most of Smith's Cove that doesn't yep. uh, get covered in water. And then the red outside of that is off limits for now, needing right. work. You know, so there there's what we have currently. Um, uh, that you know, one thing, in, in, and it's also in the articles, um, for a lot of years, you know, well, one, there's no oversight. But two, there was no desire for oversight. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, when guys are just out treasure hunting and they, and they dig up a piece of pottery, the government's going, yeah, okay, big deal. Okay, that's not going to make the front page of the, the Herald, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but things have, have changed dramatically in probably the last 30 years, 20 years. Um, I mean, let's face it, it it's not our land, okay? Uh, it's it's aboriginals are called that for a reason they're the right. first peoples there um you know a lot of people a lot a lot of uh local bands prefer first nations a lot mm-hmm. of them don't like first nations the term itself okay right mm-hmm. over here it's Passamaquoddy. okay that's our that's 
who I, you know, cohabitate with in this area. Mm-hmm. Over there, it, it's Mi'kmaq. Um, and there's an interesting story about that. So try and remind me. So, John, if you don't mind, yes. remind me about the Watertown Treaty. Okay. Okay. Um, locally here in New Brunswick, we just put the superhighway through the south coast of New Brunswick to join Maine with Nova Scotia. So we get all the tourists over to your place quicker. Okay. <laughs> oh, not your place, but take all you guys from the States and get them over to, you know, Prince Edward Island and Nova Scotia quicker. I mean, there's a few things to see here in New Brunswick, but you know, let's be honest. Okay. Nova Scotia, <laughs> right. So, you know, if you like trees, New Brunswick's the place to be. Uh, and we've got a fabulous coast. I shouldn't have, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I could just see half of New Brunswick in an uproar by the Yeah, they're going, oh, Jeff. Yeah. No, 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 no listen, I live in New Brunswick for a reason. I love it here. Okay. Um, but we just get through building the, the super four lane highway here not that long ago. It's been done. Um, I think we might be in year seven or eight. Mm. As they are laying out the land for the for the highway and stealing all the land from the, the landowners through appropriation, which the governments are allowed to do mm-hmm. uh, for a fair dollar on the tree. Yeah, right. Um, they hit a an Aboriginal site right dead center where the highway was supposed to go. Wow. Everything come to a screeching halt. And, you know, the Department of Archaeology out of Fredericton uh, went down and carbon dated some of the finds. And sure enough, the site was 1,200 years old. Wow. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that put a kibosh on the highway. So they had to divert the highway. Well, we're not talking 50 bucks here, right? You know what I mean? So that's the importance. Now, here's the real good story. The Department of Archaeology in New Brunswick is already investigating some First Nation sites. So, you know, New Brunswick, big on archaeology, okay? I don't imagine the team is, you know, I don't know how many guys are up there, but I don't think there's that many. And I don't think the budget's real big, okay? (laughs) So, literally, they went in and they literally... uh, properly removed everything from the site and to my knowledge it is in storage being sifted through you know a bucket at a time because that's how it works mm-hmm. yep underneath the 1200 year old site was another site i was going to say probably an older site yep Eleven thousand years wow. old wow 11,000 years old. 1,000 years old. Wow. Okay? They didn't even have time to touch that site or the budget to touch that site. So what they did was they lugged in 10 feet of crushed rock and put it on top to preserve the site until a future time that right. they can actually get to it. And there's a core of commissioners guy sitting out there getting paid to sit on his phone you know, all day to guard the entrance to that. When did you site. say they found this again? The 11th? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're looking about eight years now. Wow. Okay. Wow. Seeley's Cove. I think they labor, they kind of, you know, they don't want a lot, of, they don't want anybody out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not that you could anyway, but I think 
in the press, it was kind of identified as Penfield. So it's just on the outstretch of, of Penfield. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The importance of the cultural heritage is such that they're willing to divert the highway away from it. Right. You and it's good. I mean? They should. And, and of course they would. So now we're going to flip over to Oak Island. So, you know, it's always been on the radar. You've always had to have licenses to do this and licenses to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, but they have not found anything of cultural and historical significance, archaeologically speaking. You know, we haul up a coin from, you know, like the 1607 coin. Well, that's really cool, but is it culturally mm. important? Yeah. I mean, it's a Spanish coin that somebody right. threw overboard, right? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 crazy to us. That just makes our head explode. Oh, absolutely, we love it. But as far as government involvement, yes, the government looks at it mm-hmm. and they decide whether it comes back to little, you know, the Laginas. And don't forget. Anything has to go to the government, and then they decide whether it comes back, which is why they opened up the museum, so that they would have a way to get some of those artifacts to stay on the island for public display, right? right? Yep. But, mm-hmm, you know, there's always been oversight for, you know, like 30 years as far as permits, treasure trove, and, and all those licensing. So now, we fast forward to now. And all of a sudden, they're finding things, literally, that are culturally important. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Oak Island is on the radar. They right. have the full attention of the Department of CCH, right? Yeah, sure. So, and, you know, as much as they are careful, the team is as, as careful as they can be. Let's be honest about it. We watch the show. But if I was an archaeologist, which I am not, okay, I probably shudder in my boots sometimes. You know, you get the big backhoe dragging mm-hmm. stuff along. Well, if he cracks open a vase from 400 years, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is this is what I think sure. is going through the government's mind at this point in time. Mm-hmm. All of us are sudden like, geez, those guys, all these years, they might be right. There might be something important there. Sure. So they're going to want to make sure that it is done properly it's not about taking the treasure away even though it's theirs it is the government's make no mistake about it anything sure. 12 inches below the soil belongs to the government yep. okay and yeah. it's their choice to include the landowners in it it's like if i if i went out and got my prospector's license i can go on anybody's land i want and if i stake a claim and i find gold it becomes the government property, and then the three of us have to sit down. The government, the landowner, and the prospector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. Because it's the government's property, and they're going to take most of it. And, yeah, they'll give you a chunk. It's just like oil, oil exploration sure. in Texas. You know, the landowner gets gets rich, but it's the government's oil. Right. right? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's the same thing. So I, I think it's a good thing. I know it's frustrating, and I know it may slow down the process, 
but it's needed. It, 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 yeah. And and it's law. Whether it's right. needed or not, it's law. So you, the three of us, can debate it all day. Sure. It doesn't matter. It's the but, law. But Jeff, we're we're also looking at where where the Mi'kmaq and you know and other First Nation tribes. There's no way explorers to the New World, you know, in the Nova Scotia area, could have made any inroads into New Ross or wherever they traveled. You know, in New yeah. France and down the St. Lawrence or wherever they were, without indigenous nations help it's just impossible you first nation oh, help uh, native american help it's just not going to happen yeah. you know there has to be a certain um exchange going on you know whether it be cultural whether it be you yeah. know commerce or whatever for that to happen for for people to come to the new world can you talk to us about that yeah when i well when i was you know it's part of my book but it, it's mm -hmm. also part of my presentation you know when i in season three um I mean, y'all know, you know, like not everything gets shown. Okay. I mean, I sat in a chair for four Oh, hours. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, we, we had a preview 45 minutes ago, right? Um, you know, yeah. so, uh, you know, and, and trust me, I can, I can raise some eyebrows. Um, but, you know, one of the questions I said to the team, I said, do you really think that they would go to the bother of creating the money pit? for whatever reasons they did. And of course I had my reason mm -hmm. and then just sail off into the sunset and forget about it. Uh -uh. No, of course not. You're nope. going to leave somebody there to guard it. I don't yep. care what you tell me. Yep. Well, who's there? The big mom, the aboriginals right. in that right. area sure. over here is Passamaquoddy over there. You know, it's, uh, it's Mi'kmaq up the St. John river next to me is, uh, you know, Toby tribe. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. Those are the First Nations people. Sure. You know, the, the old capital of the Mi'kmaq Nation used to be in Fredericton, New Brunswick, just, hmm. just north of me. You wow. know what I mean? Um, interesting. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the Watertown Treaty? No, but I'm supposed to I remind you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I did hear about it about five minutes yeah, ago. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you go back into the, if you look it up, one of the very first acts in the first week of the Continental Congress in 1776, okay, was to create a treaty between the people of America, the 13 colonies, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. and the Passamaquoddy, St. John River, and Mi'kmaq Indians. Mm. It was one of the first things they did. Mm -hmm. It's like act number three or act number four, uh, you know, it's pretty high on the list. You're right. And the Wikipedia version, okay, is that it was to um, say thank you for the help during the War of Independence. Um, there's not a lot of facts surrounding that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um so it doesn't make a lot of sense. That line does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Okay. And I've asked a lot of people about it. And of course, nobody's around to know. Okay. That little thing just kind of got swept under. They, they have a ceremony once a year down in mm -hmm. Massachusetts. Okay. Mm -hmm. But in that treaty, they guaranteed for eternity protection for those three Indian bands and basically citizenship. They can become, and they all have little cards to get across the border, mm -hmm. okay? 
and they can become part of the American Armed Forces, which entitles them to citizenship. So they are a protected society outside of the United States. Wow. Hmm. I did not know that. Wow. Neither did I. Why would they do that? That is the question, is why would they do that? Well, you know, there's all kinds of us that think the money that might have been on Oak Island was used to finance the War of Independence. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so the theory we've talked about. If it had yeah. been guarded by mm-hmm. the First Nations people, I'd say that's a pretty good reason to give them a free pass for the well, life. Yeah. I think that's Court Lindahl was actually talking that's, about that quite mm-hmm. extensively. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, I talked about it too. But yep. I imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, there's no way to tell history without recycling information. Sure. Yep. So, you know, we can all say, oh, it's mine. Well, no, it really isn't because it's history and somebody mm-hmm. has always said it before. It just, it's impossible. But the only theory out there that I've heard of so far that I think is 100% spot on original was Aaron Helton King's. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't mm-hmm. see anything recycled. And you know what I mean by recycled in that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. everything else, it, it, it's impossible unless you find a few things, which, you know, I have found a few things, but for me to say, Oh, I, you know, created the Spanish theory. Well, that's horse patooting, right? You know what I mean? Cause everybody thinks it was the Spanish, you know, everybody that's been on that Island has always thought at the end of the day, when you cross off all the others, the ones that aren't all that logical, you know, the, the kid theory, you know, there's all kinds of theories out there. You know, I, I love the bacon theory. Don't get me wrong. I, I love all that. I I just don't see it. I, I just don't see it. Okay. And, you know, we're all allowed to agree to disagree on certain things. So, you know. Well, you don't, go ahead, John. I was going to say, Jeff, it's probably what you were going to say. The, the recent findings in Oak Island, yep. I'm sure you've seen it, uh, Jeff Irving, was the rose gold. Uh, that yep. they found recently, and the wood that dated from 1450, Jeff, to 1650, somewhere yep. in there, yep. which is the, is the right time period that you're talking about. But what's what group do you attribute to that? Well, you're in it, the it's easy, it's easy to label the group, if you want to call it, as Templars, Freemasons, Knights of Christ. Mm-hmm. I think they are all part of the group, but I think we're we're dealing with a very specific set of individuals okay mm-hmm. because there's an old expression and i believe it's american military maybe not american navy loose lips sink ships yep correct okay if you want to keep a secret you don't tell too many people you go incognito <laughs> yeah that's right exactly it <laughs> shut yeah. up yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. it's really not just that simple it, it was funny because I'm all, I was always trying to label. The first days mm-hmm. of my research it was like, who's the good guys? Who's the bad guys? And I go, okay, it's these guys. And it's like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the French king that persecuted the Templars. So, right. so the French can't be the good guys. And it's like, ah, going crazy here. So mm-hmm. finally, it dawned on me to separate monarchs, government, mm-hmm. from the people. Okay. Okay. That was the first step. Okay, because there's always bad guys. There's bad Templars. There's good Templars in leadership in different parts of history. Mm -hmm. You know, the Templars, one of their biggest jobs during the Crusades were the peacekeepers. 
They were the ambassadors. They they negotiated all the peace treaties. Right. And then you'd get one idiot come along and he'd get a little aggressive because he he'd want he'd want to be more powerful. So then he'd attack people. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. And here we are back fighting again. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's it it's not about the bad guys aren't the people. The bad guys are the leaders in the specific day of the week because leaders change continuously. Right. Okay? Yep. Um, so you're saying the bad guys are the institutions, not necessarily the leaders, correct? Like exactly. Again, so, so that's why it's hard to label. You know. That's where I was okay, going with okay. That's why it's hard to label. It's hard to say the group is the Templars. The group is the Rosicrucians. The group is the Freemasons. It, even probably, though it bled in there. There were probably mm -hmm. all three of those groups involved in the group, but to me, it's the group. And and it's funny how it's funny how things work. Hmm. Two things I got to try to remember. <laughs> long winded, as you haven't figured out. Um, I was sitting in the car with my daughter one day. Okay, she was just a little kid, five, six years old. Oh, daddy, you're gonna be so mad at me. And I'm going, oh, great. Uh, <laughs> why, dear? Oh, I lost that really expensive necklace you gave me. And I go, dear, that came out of a quarter slot machine. It's okay. It's just costume <laughs> jewelry. Costume jewelry. Right? And mm -hmm. then the first light went off. You know, the Ark of the Covenant was protected for 1,600 years. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the moose. Gonzo. Right. Right? Disappeared what? into history. It was captured, and it's like, okay, if I knew the Romans were coming, because this is when it disappeared, right? Correct. During the time of Christ and all that stuff. 98, I think it was. Well, the Romans just don't show up the day before. Right. Right? They're marching. It takes a while to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> You, you, the scouts you know, are out there. Yeah, the they're scouts running are back and they're going, hey, hey, the Romans yeah, are yeah, coming. Yeah. They're going to be here in three months. Yeah. yeah. Right? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So are you going to leave the best jewelry sitting on the table when you know the robbers are coming? No. 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 You're going to have fakes. Right. If you, if, uh, if, uh, what's his name? Terrible. Painted two Mona Lisas that were identical. Which one's worth more money? Mm. The first one. Right. Right? The second one is his knockoff. Right? right? Mm -hmm. So who's to say there wasn't two Ark of the Covenants, two menorahs? Maybe when the Romans showed up, they captured all these things. But they didn't capture the good stuff. They captured the knockoff. Well, weren't there There's more actually than... a passage in the Bible mm. where uh, uh, something else was destroyed and they made another one. It's right in the Bible how they made a second one. And that's when it clued in. It's like, no, the real ark is still out there. Mm -hmm. the, they captured the, the, the fake ark. I think John was going to mention about more than one menorah, right? Yeah, there's right. supposedly multiple menorahs. Yeah. And, you know, the archetype shows one of those menorahs being hustled out of uh, Jerusalem, I think, at the time. Right. Captured by, well, what, the Romans? Is that right? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. You know. So, so it, it leads to my second point. On my way, you know, I've been down to Oak Island a few times. All the way down. Twice it happened. 
but on the first one, I picked up on it. I'm driving along, and there's a great big transport truck in front of me. And up here, we have no name brand. Yellow truck with black letters. No name. And then it dawned on me. That's the group. Right. There is no name. Because if there's no name for the group, it can't be written down. It can't be referenced. So it is a secret society. They're just unknown because guess what? If they don't yeah. have a name, you can't talk yeah. about them. Right. And so, that makes sense. You know, and, and so who is who are the people? I don't know what they're called, but it is the people that have taken the effort to to put it there. Well, well let me ask you this. 1307, you know, the desolation of the uh, of the Templars, 13, yep. 12, 13, the child of the Templars. Um, and, and Jeff and I have always talked about this, how the, the Templars themselves had to go first underground incognito. I think at the Vatican at the time, the Vatican was hunting down the remnants of the Templars for whatever yep. they had, whether it be artifacts, esoteric knowledges, the teachings of Jesus, whatever was there threatened the church enough and threatened the dogmas that they had to hunt them down. Sure. They put the, the, the Knights of Malta in place, the Knights Hospitallers in place, the Vatican does, as their kind of yes-men of, of to inherit all the Templar assets. And then the question is, what happened to the Templars? They yeah. went underground. Maybe they became, and I'm not saying Masons as in Freemasons. I mean, sure. stone Masons or sure. Guild Masons, where they would have the esoterics and kind of mesh into society and they could travel anywhere because every place needed Masons oh, you know, or, or, or Guild people. So that was 100%. a great incognito. And again, rising in the Rosicrucian period to redefine themselves again, you know, yeah. and, and, the, yeah. and the echelon of Queen Elizabeth's court and other places. So you're right. It was always kept you know, incognito, underground, because you didn't want the Vatican. I guess my first question is, is the Vatican at this point hunting them down, hunting the remnants of the Templars down in your estimation? And then, and then secondly, is it multiple groups that have the same esoteric truths, or is it different groups? Well, I mean, the, the, we're talking two things here. We're talking yes. the treasure, the treasury of 1307, which is the gold, you know, it's the, the, the dineros, okay? The shiny objects that Dave Blankenship's always looking for, right? Mm -hmm. And then you've got mm -hmm. the, the collection of the religious artifacts. The Ark of the Covenant. Is the Ark of the Covenant super important because it's just a gold box with wings on the top? Cherubims? No. 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 No, what makes the Ark of the Covenant important? Well, it's to see the wisdom. It's the light of God. It's the where like the original what, Ten Commandments were. What's inside the Ten Commandments? The, the Ten the Commandments. The, the remnants of the also, original Ten Commandments. Well, there's, a, there's supposed to be several things, and it also yes, a sample yes. of manna is supposed the to be as well. Yep, yep. Okay. And the light of but, God. You know, what were the arcs originally designed for? They were originally designed as ossuaries. Okay. That was what their original design was for. Important people were buried in the ark. An ark was placed in a tomb. Okay. Now, Egyptians, they had their uh, uh, esophaguses. <laughs> Forget the first oh, half yeah. of the word. Yeah. Right? Sure, sure. Okay. But in other words, it's ossuaries. Okay. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is the term that we're talking about. So then all of a sudden, if you think, okay, if the Ark 
was so desperately sought after by the church, why would that be? Okay, so you have to answer that question. So that leads to be what is in the Ark of the Covenant? Okay, that is so important. Is it the bones of Moses? Could it be the bones of Aaron? Could it be the bones of the original um, Sacra Mari? Okay, the, the sacred virgin in older times, predating Mary. Okay, Saint Tamare is the one of the original beliefs. Saint Tamare is mother, you know, Mother Earth. The Egyptians all mm -hmm. had the sun god, right? You know what I mean? So now we're 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 going way back in time, mm -hmm. but that's mm -hmm. when the ark was created. So what went into the ark? That is that is the mystery, okay? You know, if you ask me, and 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 I had known Mrs. Blankenship at the time, I'm sure <laughs> she and I could have had a great conversation, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So you have to think about what is so important that the church went after it, okay? Another little interesting big mom story, because but but get me back on track, please. Um, <laughs> I haven't forgotten. <laughs> The Concordat was a treaty signed by the Pope and the Mi'kmaq Indians, okay? And they originally thought that treaty, the, the Pope allowed the Mi'kmaq to continue to worship their way. Hmm. That's phenomenal because the Pope doesn't do that. It's my way or the highway. It is still the same today. And I didn't even know this till a few years ago. Is I happened to be going out with somebody that was devout Catholic, and on Sunday, and uh, and she says, "What do they talk about? You know, like you know, what's the deal?" And she says, "Oh, well, this Sunday." And they flipped open the book, and that's what they talk about on that Sunday. It is all spelled out, it's and you know, the guy cycle. can do his own little mm -hmm. thing on the side. But mm -hmm. every week is filled out in every year in every church. They're all the same. Yep. Yep. So total control is what I'm getting at. So for the Pope to sign that treaty. Now, and this was in uh, uh, 1600s, okay? And that was over across from me in Port Royal in Nova Scotia. The North, or the, the Bay of Fundy side of, of Nova mm -hmm. Scotia is when this took place. And I was talking to a Mi'kmaq at the interpretation center. And he's the one that told me the story. And he's the one that introduced me to the Watertown treaty. He just didn't figure out what the Watertown treaty was. And so I said, there would not be a Templar alive or a group member representing the group that would ever allow the Ark of the Covenant to go back to the Pope. Never in a million years. Okay. Oh, and what led me to, okay, what led this story was, my daughter was just a little thing, and she had an Oak Island t-shirt on, just like this, and we were walking around this mm -hmm. interpretation center, and I had just left Oak Island and gave my whole season three, episode nine spiel, okay, literally a couple hours earlier, and, but I wanted some pictures from the interpretation center, and Buddy comes over and talks to my daughter, he's an older gentleman, and he said, Where'd you get that shirt? And he says, well, we just left Oak Island. Well, I said, well, that's really cool. I've got a secret. Can you keep a secret? And my daughter looks out. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he says, 
Did you know we were the guardians of the Ark of the Covenant? Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, this is somebody telling your daughter this. My daughter, who's like six years old. Wow. Wow. And like, you're going, okay, tell me who is it? <laughs> no, no. Listen, like, my daughter knew me enough at this point. She knew what I'm working on. Because on any given day, the living yeah, yeah, yeah. my papers from one side to the other. Listen, yeah. the eyeballs on her went just like that, right? And she said, Daddy. So I went over and I talked to them. And they still teach that. And I said, you need to give me somebody that's willing to say that to back up your story. Took me three months to track them down. But an elder did acknowledge that that's what they teach. But it is so far out there in today's realm of thinking that when you say that out loud, everybody thinks you're cuckoo cuckoo, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now, mm -hmm. those of us who that are into this stuff, yeah, it makes perfect sense, okay? So to me, it it's what was in the ark. Okay, if, if you read the Quran, there's a paragraph in the Quran that states it is the relics, okay, of the house of Aaron. Hmm. So that could be a descendant of Aaron. Aaron would hmm. have been uh, what? Moses' brother, right? Correct. Yes, Musa. Yes, his brother. Aaron Who Moses. supposedly Muhammad is of that line, whereas Jesus is of the Moses line. Right? Hmm. Another little interesting tidbit. The Christian Bible totally doesn't have anything good to say about the Quran, but the Quran acknowledges a lot about Christ's time and Moses. I mean, Moses is right up there. But the real, the most, second most important female is Miriam, which is the sister who disappeared out of the Bible. After, you know, Moses was exiled, you know, right. 40 years of wandering and there's not one word about Miriam. And mm. then you get into other stuff, Scottish history, which the Irving Kings, okay, in the early tens, right after uh, uh, Robert the Bruce's time, mm -hmm. right, the War of Independence, um, the kings before that were all actually of the Irving line. It was Creenan who married Malcolm's daughter, and Creenan was of the Irish king, so when King Malcolm died, he wanted to amalgamate Northern Ireland and Western Scotland, and that line produced 200 years worth of kings. And during the coronation of King Alexander, who was an Aaron, Aaron Irvin, they dated his lineage all the way back to the Egyptians. And, you know, she was of working for the Pharaoh, the wife of the Pharaoh, the mm -hmm. sister of the Pharaoh. That's the old Scottish lore. One of the, uh, Dale Glasser uh, came up and he was asking you, Andy, we kind of, you talked about this person that was talking to your daughter. Who was, uh, and he asked a question, he says, who was that person? And what, uh, what again was he at the Guardian? Who is claiming to be so did you you got to talk to this person right and yes. what were they what like group or I can't they were tell first us. nation Mi'kmaq. Oh, okay really oh, I, okay. I, I, i'm not going to reveal the person okay. Okay. <laughs> no. oh yeah okay. i understand but he he is well known in as an elder in the Mi'kmaq community wow so, yes wow. Is, is this elder also a member of a secret society who knows 
Okay, and the reason I ask is I have a good friend, Court Lindell, who, yeah. who you know, he knows a number of the elders in, in some of the um, Native American tribes that are Masonic. Yeah. And, oh, and, and, so, and, so, and so they yeah. claim heritage in that tradition, which is yeah. always very interesting to me. Yeah. Court's well, in the house, I mean, by the way. You know, you asked hey, Court. earlier where, where, who, who the group was and, you know, where things went. And, you know, you mentioned the, the Templar fleet, right? Yes. Uh, you know, in 1307, you know, that's when they disappeared. You know, I, I firmly believe they were met, you know, in Scotland. Coincidentally, in Ervin, just the Volginas were there 20 miles away. Okay. I believe they sure. labeled it as Ayrshire. Well, just south of that was the old capital of Scotland, which used to mm -hmm. be Ervin. Okay. Mm -hmm. The old seat was Ervin because the king was of the Ervin line. Okay. Mm -hmm. The last Ervin king died, and then it was uh, Beatrice. Beatrice was the sole heir. And she was in Norway. She that's why they call her the maid of Norway. And she supposedly died in transit mm. on the way back to Scotland. She didn't make it, hence the War of Independence. Okay. Mm. But they were uh bona fide Arvins, which is our heritage name, E-R-I-N-V-E-I-N-E. Aaron Vin. Worthy men of well basically ireland but it's ireland scotland mm -hmm. you'll trace back the family history so it, 1307 i believe they were met by robert the bruce and i, I think they said that on the show too i think that yeah was, and, and it would be perfect robert the bruce is excommunicated at this point so it makes sense uh, away yeah, from the vatican exactly. excommunicated well, safe he haven. Had killed he had killed buddy in the church right uh, exactly mm -hmm. makes sense yeah shakespeare guy um so, um, or no, no, it wasn't the Shakespeare guy. It was, uh, anyway, we know what you mean. Um, mm -hmm. So his right arm man was William de Irwin. Okay. R-I-R-W-Y-N. Okay. Of the Scottish branch of the Irvings. He was his personal arms bearer and he was his personal private secretary. The guy that records all the history in the back corner. You know what I mean? You don't send him out to fight. He records the battle, okay? And he carries the the arms. Well, you don't go anywhere without him, right? Common sense. Okay. Wherever the king goes, dude goes with him, yep. okay? And for his service, he was awarded, uh, you know, all the lands of, of Drum, Drum Forest, basically, which is three-quarters of the northern part of Scotland um, hmm. at the time. Significantly... We're going to go to back to the ossuary story. I keep coming back. Okay. The Ark ossuary. St. Columbus, the Molly Musk reliquary is the same thing as an ossuary, only a reliquary is small. You know, in all those pictures, everybody's carrying around a little purse all through mm -hmm. time. It's uh, actually yeah. not a purse, it's called a reliquary because it holds bones, relics. Of important people like oh, okay. kings or people they think are gods, they carry them into battle. The Monty Musk reliquary had bones of Saint Columba, who was from Ireland, and he taught Christianity throughout Europe. His bones were in the reliquary. That reliquary is in the is in the museum in Scotland. 
That was in the Irving guardianship for 1,200 years. Wow. Okay? So the Irvings were in tight with the Bruces. Okay? So you can't tell me that they didn't have anything to do with what happened at that point in time. So where did the treasure go? I've always been torn between it going to Scotland or Tomar, Portugal. Okay. One of my strongest beliefs was that it went to Tomar, Portugal. Okay. Mm. In what order? I do not know because Scotland was a safe haven for the Templars and right. so was Portugal. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Portugal refused to participate in the persecution of the Templars. Right. In fact, they uh, absorbed all the Templars into the hospitalier, okay, order of the hospital. So I, I it's just, it, it was in one place or the other until it was time to come over here, okay? Or and, both. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. It could be both. Tomar, exactly. as you know, was a, was a Templar you stronghold. Know. So, so that would start, make sense. You know, we're in that 1307 period. Mm -hmm. Then they've got the Sinclair voyages, right? That came mm -hmm. over. To me, I don't think they brought the stuff with them. I think the Sinclairs came to scout out the lands that they had heard rumors about. You'd hear the rumors from the Portuguese fishermen, you'd hear rumors from the Vikings right? Who had already mm -hmm. been to Newfoundland and back, right? There's there's ancient mythology and history there. Mm -hmm. So I think the Sinclair voyage was to find out if there was some truth to that. I think they did find truth to that. Mm -hmm. But then the Black Plague occurred right after the Sinclairs. And that shut down shipping. Because so, the plague was transferred by the rats, the rats who were in the boats. So for a lot of years, everything just kind of got shut down. For a long mm -hmm. time <laughs> then all of a sudden we're going to get to columbus he married a sinclair right the estrello um she was a portuguese noblewoman um there's very strong evidence that christopher columbus was actually portuguese he sailed to iceland in 1476 with the portuguese and this is documented Okay. okay. He also states that he sailed so many leagues west of, of Iceland. But Columbus always was smart enough to cover up his tracks. Again, on an assumption that he's part of the group, okay, if you mm -hmm. want to call that, then he's not going to record everything uh, verbatim. He is known for having two sets of books already on his other voyages right the main voyages mm -hmm. i've heard so, that but i didn't know if there was anything to back that up but yeah i yeah, have heard that. it's out there it, it, yep. it's it's out there you can find it if you dig far enough right so he already sailed north mm -hmm. okay in 76 there's not a lot of time frame between 76 and 92 mm -hmm. right he studied under zacuto okay the the jewish mysticism guy he was the guy that developed the star charts the tide charts the chart uh oh 
think he froze on us. I think he did. I hope we haven't lost him. And oh, yeah. there he is. There we, I, we lost you for a second I there, Jeff. Put a, a real Jeff, we there lost you. you for about yeah, we oh, lost okay. you. For, we lost you for about twenty seconds there. You were frozen. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, so you're talking about Columbus's astronomer, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Which is how we how he ended up going where he, where he went. Um, now, the astronomer was Jewish, correct, or of Jewish origin? Yes, Zacuto okay. was of Jewish origin. Do you think uh, that fed in the, anything that Columbus was doing, being that he would have access to the Jewish knowledge of oh, the, sure. the constellations sure. and stars thing, things yeah. of that sort? One of the things that I discovered, and I, I've never seen it anywhere before, so might be mine or i just haven't seen anybody else say it before me um was that columbus used 53.6 53 and two-thirds nautical miles to a degree in his calculations and there's been all kinds of excuses why oh they're italian nautical miles they're portuguese nautical miles or arabic nautical miles <laughs> anyway there's the Earth, right? There's the equator, right? Mm -hmm. At the equator, there is indeed 60 nautical miles to a degree. But the minute you head north or the minute you head south, the nautical miles in the degree lessen. So... San Salvador, where he landed, if you go on Google Earth and you measure how many nautical miles are in a degree, you will find that there's 56 and two-thirds, or sorry, 53 and two-thirds. Mm -hmm. So he knew exactly where he was going. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, and what got me started on Columbus, of course, is there's a passage in the back of Washington Irving's book, who wrote the first autobiography of Columbus. And this is about the trial of Columbus. He was put on trial. One, he was charged with collaborating with the Portuguese. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, they found out that he actually sailed under the Portuguese banner up to Iceland. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of thinking of him as a fraud at the time. Well, we were kind of talking about him being a double agent. I know John and I were kind of yeah, thinking, yeah, okay. both sides. Same thing. <laughs> okay. So this is the trial of Columbus. In reply to one of the interrogatories, Arius Pinzon, son of Martin, who was the co-pilot mm -hmm. or the other captain, declared that being once in Rome with his father on commercial affairs before the time of discovery, they had frequent conversations with a person learned in cosmography who was in the service of Pope Innocent VIII. And that being in the library of the Pope, this person showed the many manuscripts. Well, this is, it, gets, it gets important. From one of which his father gathered intimations of these new lands. For there was a passage by a historian as old as the time of Solomon. I want that to sink in. Hmm. Okay. The historian was as old as the time of Solomon, wow. which said, navigate the Mediterranean Sea to the end of Spain, 
and then and thence towards the setting sun in a direction between north and south, west. Right. Okay. <laughs> until 95 degrees of longitude, and you will find the land of Sapango, fertile and abundant Sapango. and equal in greatness to Africa and Europe. Okay. Hmm. Now, the information dated to the time of Solomon, first of all. So it said if you traveled west at 95 degrees, you'd find the new land. Only back then they called it Sapango because that was the, the term for uh, China. In Washington's revised edition, he adds a sentence to that. And that if you travel in the direction of the setting sun between north and south with a fair wind. The definition of a fair wind is the Tropic of Capricorn. That's the northern one, right? That I'm not sure. Capricorn. I think it's Capricorn, which is 26 degrees north of the equator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's 53.66 nautical miles to a degree in there. Wow. And that is where okay. the strongest winds. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing about the Tropic of Capricorn is that as a sailor, it is the furthest north you can go where the sun is directly overhead. Hmm. Because okay. if you go further north, the it sun is going to be over right. here. Okay. If you go further south, it's going to be over here. Mm -hmm. It's the furthest. Well, no, scratch the second half of that. Okay. If you go further north, it's going to be over here. But if you keep the sun directly over your head, mm -hmm. you've got the best winds and you've got a straight line. How mm. hard is it to follow the sun? Shouldn't so be. he had the sun and he had the stars. So mm -hmm. he knew exactly where he was going. Now, here's the real kicker. The math didn't work. 95 degrees does not make any sense to any known meridian. It puts it too far west, okay? So I got to thinking, oh, wait a minute now. He studied under Zacuto. Mm -hmm. Where does Zacuto study? He studied from the Muslims. Where is all the ancient math from? The old ancient math is from the pyramids. That's what created physics was, you know, the pyramids. Right. It is exactly 95 degrees from the center pyramid to Oak Island. To hmm. the nickel. Really? Dead center. So yeah. if the old math is based off the Great Pyramids, then that's what they considered the center of the Earth at that point in time. Huh. Hmm. So that that was, to them at that time, that was the meridian. That was the most important place on Earth. Okay, mm -hmm. To those people that developed that math. This is the center of the Earth. And that's the way everybody thinks. Back in those days, I'm the center of the Earth. Well, people still think that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's one thing. So to me, that is a pretty big coincidence. Okay. Then I got learning later on, and this is kind of remarkable. You know the Overton Stone? Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Yep. 
There's the the. Yeah, Terry DeVoe thinks it's got the port. Is it the Portuguese yep. uh, star? Yep. Yeah, yeah, cross on all it. Mm -hmm. He's Templar. So that's that's mm -hmm. that's Terry. That's a, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> far too scientific for that thought. And and I respect Terry. You know what I mean? He's a mm -hmm. learned man. You know, he's not as fanciful as the rest of us, right? We're you know, I like circumstantial evidence. He likes if it's black, it's black. If it's white, it's white. Mm -hmm. And so he's more of a scientist. But this glyph is the other glyph that's not quite, doesn't quite get as much press time. Okay. Yep. I can see okay. that. That's down on the lower right, just down from the other one. Oh, so that's on the Overton stone as well. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I think I have, yeah, I have seen that. Okay. Now look at that. Okay. Look at those yeah, two there's symbols. one right there. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, so Jeff Irving, in relationship to the actual symbols on the Overton Stone, where is that? I have pictures of the Overton Stone. Yeah, it's I have the, a it's couple hundred. The lower right, it's about four o'clock from the other. Okay, one. so you you have the Portuguese, the alleged yeah. Portuguese cross. You have uh, the tobacco yeah. leaves. You, you have four, the moon. If you go four o'clock is is down that corner. How far down? Six feet. Oh wow! Oh, wow, that's I missed good. it. I totally missed it. It's I small. was there. I was there in person. Wow. Okay. okay. So again, okay. That's the glyph. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's a signature. And take a guess as to whose signature that is. Wow. I don't know. Um, Pasta <laughs> Leon. Really? What? Told you. Can, can you show those again, please? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta All see right. this. Wait, wait, hold on. Okay. Ponce de Leon. Okay. And you're Leon. saying that his signature is it's embedded in Overton Stone? Yep. There they are. They're not oh, perfect, but they're darn close. That's, now, now that. let's be That's real. Ponce de Leon did not carve his initials on the Overton Stone. Uh, that wasn't the claim. But what are his but, initials doing there? But the poor flunky, okay, that missed a shift on the boat, that got stuck on guard duty, those are the guys with nothing to do. Those are the guys that are usually chipping and, you know, making glyphs, right? Hmm. So Ponce de Leon came over on the second voyage with Christopher Columbus. Wow. Now, like you want to know homage? another kicker? You want to know another kicker? Okay. Yes. Ponce de Leon. Right, is famous for being the first governor of Puerto Rico, right? San Juan, St. John the Baptist. Who is the most important person in Freemasonry? St. John the Baptist. Okay. His compound is of the exact same longitude as the Overton Stone. Really? Within seconds, not minutes, seconds. Wow. So all possibly all had to do was hop in the boat, go out to the corner of the compound, sail north, and he would hit the Overton stone. Now, I'm going to haul this up real quick. If you Google Earth, Nova Scotia, and you invert it, we're always looking at stuff sideways, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. just the way we're programmed to look. But if you actually look at Nova Scotia, from the south, you know, it, it basically looks like a peninsula, right? Mm -hmm. Well, dead center in the middle of that peninsula is Yarmouth and the Overton Stone. 
I'm going to show it to you. So as far as a landmarker goes, if you wow. want to know where you are, uh, that's a real easy one to do. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. I, so, again, I circumstantial evidence, but I kind of like it myself. Yeah, I do too. What do you guys think about that? Everybody's hearing this. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of this, this you know, activity there. in chat, Jeff. Great <laughs> dead center is where Yarmouth is. In yep. the middle of that peninsula facing right. south to north. And and literally, if you research Boston Leon's compound down in San Juan, mm -hmm. it's a straight line. What did what did uh Ponce Leon do other than mining? He was a big miner, by the way. Okay. Uh, but he also grew. Mm -hmm. The feather. The feather is not tobacco. The okay. feather is not a feather. Okay. I have eagle feathers. I have turkey feathers, which are both. Well, that's what's attributed to. But what, what do you think the feather tobacco leaf looking thing is? It's 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 the word I'm groping for. Possibly <laughs> <laughs> on grew it. It was one of his cash crops. Okay. So, okay. you know, so that to me was a treaty between, you know, the Portuguese and Portuguese Spanish, the group, because they represent the group. They don't necessarily represent Spain and they don't necessarily represent Portugal. Okay. They just they just represent the group. And that was a peace treaty. That symbol was a peace treaty, in my opinion, between the group and the Big Ma, you know, people. And the star or the cross is also um what you consider uh what's the stick you use to look up the stars it's shaped like a cross um, well there's two of them there's a there's a sextant, sextant. there's sextant. a um, thank you marine yeah. quadrant depending yes. upon yeah. the time yeah mm -hmm. so and, either or you, know, you look at the points those are the four points on the on the you know on the compass right north south east west so you know to me Yes, Columbus was responsible. Did he do the digging? No, I don't think he did. Okay. Uh, I think that was somebody else. Uh, don't forget, on the second voyage, Columbus came with 85 ships and wow. like 1,100 men. So, you know, you can't tell me somebody couldn't have come up the coast. Well, one, they would have had to come up the coast to go home anyway. Um, even in the first voyage, Martin Pinzon was, what was it, 14 days later than Columbus. And he ended up going to La Rochelle first before he came home. Really? What was he doing in La Rochelle, which happened to be... <laughs> Long the point where we think the, the ships the left with the Templars. The, uh, the alleged Templar fleet was there. Yeah. So, you know, By the I've way, done the math. I've talked too. to sailors. I've been a sailor my whole life. Okay. Yep. I work on the Let's water. It's what I do for a living. Um, he had all kinds of time to scurry up the coast, especially that time of year, with the winds, find mm -hmm. Oak Island to verify what Sinclair had said, and then scoot on over and meet up with, you know, Columbus and company, you know, a few weeks later. Well, okay? that's something that and, we were going to talk And then, like I said. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, too, and talk about that. So, 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 and this is something that that I wrote down from what we were talking about earlier before the show. 
Uh, yeah. The logistics of Oak Island. Yeah. You know, why, why, why would Oak Island be involved in this? What's your thinking? Well, because right it's a perfect location. I'm not saying, well, you know, it's the best island in the Bay, but it's certainly a great island in the Bay. Because mm -hmm. prior to all the destruction, it had quite a, a mound mm -hmm. in behind the money pit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you could easily park a boat in behind there and nobody would even know it's there. Right. So That's true. Yeah. Specifically, Oak Island is very good in that area. Okay. But in the big picture, you know, uh, great circle sailing, which is a term, you know, known by a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, to sail over here from Europe, you had to sail down the west coast of Europe, down the west coast of Africa, hit the, uh, not the Azores. The Azores? What's the Portuguese ones? Is that the Azores? Oh, I'm not sure. So the lower islands where Columbus left from. Anyway, I think off the coast of Morocco. That's where you basically turn right to go to the New World. And they still do it today. Non-powered ships still take that route. There's hmm. another thing. Um, the Saragossa Sea. It's the Azores. I just confirmed it. Yeah, the Morocco. Yeah. Um, the Saragossa Sea is a great big, they used to think it was an island, but it's documented in Christopher Columbus's boat that he had to detour around it. It's actually seaweed. Because of the nature of the, the, the winds in the Atlantic Ocean, the seaweed, seaweed collects. And it's miles in some places it can be as as like 200 miles long by wow. 40 miles thick you can't wow. sail through that if nope. you enter it you get stuck right so you know and i when they brought the replica ship here uh the nina here a couple of years ago i talked to the captain about that he said absolutely it's well known that it exists out there some people have even thought of it as a mystical island because it's so massive, people actually thought it was an island because they wow. didn't they didn't try to venture into it, mm -hmm. right? So, and, and line of sight on the ocean, well, it's, you know, even from 40 feet up, you know, it's a matter of small miles, not big miles. 10 miles. So, if you're at the, basically at sea level, you can see 10 miles to the horizon. Right, you know, yeah. give or take, exactly. Yep. So, so you're not going to venture in something you know you might not get out of. So right. you get a skirt around it. And it is documented that that Columbus skirted to the south of it and then got back on track. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's another reason why everybody came the same way. And when they get mm -hmm. here, you can't turn around because the boats were never large enough to tack into the wind to create forward motion. Mm -hmm. Right. So they had to follow the Gulf Stream up the coast and the winds up the yep. coast. That makes sense. And then, you know, those winds anywhere from the end of Nova Scotia to basically the northern tip of Cape Cod, depending on the time of year, the season, storms, is when that that right turn occurs mm -hmm. for when you start sailing back towards Europe. And then the currents spit you out in the west coast of France. Mm -hmm. Just as simple as that. The only other route is what Columbus investigated, okay, which is to go to the northern part of Scotland, go over to Iceland, pops getting to jump over to Greenland, come down, come the, down north the northern route, whatever they call it. But right. 
that's too risky because you, I heard it was really treacherous too at certain oh, times North, of the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I ran into one couple and they did it and they said they'd never do it again because I live in a port. You know, it's not that far. I mean, Jean-Jacques Cartier uh, in his journals, you know, writes it's about 22 days with good wind from France to, to the Nova Scotia area. That's not yeah. that long. It's about and, he 22 took, days. and he took the shortcut. And he took the shortcut. You know, yeah. so in, in bad winds, you know, and, and bad currents, maybe what, a month from from yep. Paris, Portugal, France, that area to Nova Scotia? That's yeah. not long. It's not long. We, you think it would take months and months and months, but it was a pretty short jaunt. Yeah. You know, one thing about uh, Kershaw, uh, in his journal, uh, the French king sent him on a mission to the New World to discover an island in the middle of a cross that must uh, must possess a wealth of gold and other artifacts. Mm. Now, he is most famous for finding Montreal, the island of Montreal, mm. which is an island in the middle of a river which forms a cross. Okay. Um, St. Croix Island, which is where Champlain landed, mm -hmm. is an island in because that's that's four miles from me. I look right up the river at it. I've mm -hmm, been on it mm -hmm, fifty mm -hmm. times. Okay, uh, that island is in the middle of a river. Okay, shaped like a cross. Um, so the legends, you know, is what they were looking for. Champlain left here and went over to Port Royal. Again, an island in the middle of the river. Okay, hmm. uh, you know, and it was brought up. Well, Oak Island's not in the middle of a river. No, but it's in front of the Gold River. Right. You yeah. Know what I mean? Right so, there in my home bay. Yep. You know, and don't forget, a legend that starts at Sunday at the pub tends to not be identical by the time <laughs> it hits the pub on Friday night. <laughs> That's right? true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some so, embellishments. <laughs> and especially if they're trying to keep a secret. So, sure. you know, I firmly believe that, you know, one, the Templar treasure was in Jerusalem. I think it was smuggled out the back door, like that diagram I showed you, smuggled mm -hmm. out the back door of Temple Mount. Okay. I think it went down to Petra. The Oh, the Crusades. When they took Jerusalem, the first king did not set up shop in Jerusalem. He set up shop just outside Petra. Crack to Montreal was the seat of the king. Why would he be down there when he should be up in Jerusalem? Because they were looking for the treasures that they knew were buried in Petra, in all those caves. You look up Petra, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. All the engineering you needed for Oak Island, they learned from Petra. Oh, how yeah. to preserve water. Mm, how to make waterproof cement with silica was known crusader time from Petra. So I right. think it went from... Petra to France once they got it. Mm -hmm. And then in 1307, either or both Scotland and Portugal, and then to Oak Island. Right. And then, you know, was Oak Island the only stop? Was Oak Island the only stop? Was Oak Island the only stop? You said the Oak Island. Are we saying Oak Island as a final resting place for the relics? If that's what you're inferring, are we saying someplace beyond? Perhaps. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. You know, my personal theory is you're not going to leave it on Oak Island because you're not going to develop the new world in Nova Scotia. 
Okay. Makes the right. new heart of the new world order back in those days. I hate using that term, but you know, America was founded not without religion, but no religious involvement in government per se. Right. And Keep no them separating from the papal, you know, right. From the, from and the no monarchy. Right. It was a democratic society because they had seen how it had failed in Europe and everywhere else. Right. So mm -hmm. they were smart enough to come up with a new plan. But it wasn't for Nova Scotia because Nova Scotia is not year-long sustainable. Okay? That, that you, makes sense. you can't create a world in Nova Scotia any well, better than what was already here. Well, so they had to go south where they could yeah. develop crops. If you have yeah. crops, you have something to sell. If you have something to sell, you can create a monetary system. Sure. And, you know, so, you know, I think as soon as they got Jamestown off the ground at some point in time, probably – probably in the 1600s okay it mm -hmm. was removed from oak island and taken down there that that's my thoughts into so, the jamestown area or into the just in the, well that's where Virginia. washington ended up okay. being right the center yes. of the new world if you want to gotcha. call it right so and, and that makes washington was a mason and if you look at the 1723 oh, masonic constitution uh, Anderson's Constitution Constitution it, it, it eerily mimics our own Constitution. Sure. The, the most important, uh, you know, in Masonry they always say the most important degree is is, is the third degree, which is freedom. It's the right. degree of resurrection and the freedom of mind. And guess what we cherish in these in the states yeah. is freedom. I mean, exactly. it perfectly matches. And there's other Masonic yep. things going on yeah. in the states, but so, and, and then you put the kind of, sort of separation of church and state. So as Jeff said, yeah. the Vatican can never get their hands on the new Masonic state. Sure. Which is what I believe America really is, is a Masonic yeah. state. Sure is. Yep. Masonic so, culture. I mean, you know, time frame-wise, you know, for all the bacon lovers, because there's a lot of bacon lovers out there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think they were involved. There's no doubt about it. There's yeah. a code in, in fact, I sent it over to Jake yesterday. There's a code in Shakespeare that, that he didn't know that I sent him, that I discovered a long time ago. Oh, wow. Um and, you know, it, it basically alludes to, you know, that effect. So, you know, I don't think the Bacons, the Bacon era were the depositors. I think they were the removers. If they were involved, which I believe they were. I might as well just say it. I believe they were. But, but I think they removed it from Oak right. They didn't we, deposit. I think it. I think it was. I think there's enough evidence now, circumstantial, with carbon dating and everything else, that something took place mm -hmm. much, much, much earlier. You know what I mean? And like I said, uh, my leading candidate still is right after that Columbus era. You know, Postillion was on the scene till. 1521 before he died, but he left a raft of kids. Columbus had kids. They were mm -hmm. all there. You know what I mean? It, it just makes sense. You know, possibly all. I mean, how much gold they stole out of the Mediterranean yeah. or Caribbean was just shameful. Mm -hmm. And I know it all didn't go back to the monarchs. Exactly. It and I'm, was I'm, yeah. stored on Oak Island for the creation of the new world because these guys wanted to create the new world. Right. You know, they didn't want persecution, religious persecution. How much religious persecution was there 
of the Jewish nation from the Catholics at the time. You know, they suspected Columbus of being a Sephardic Jew, so he left the day before the Inquisition, right? Literally, he set sail the day before because the mm -hmm. king said, you need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, the New World, there would be none of those persecutions, supposedly. Sure, sure, right. sure. You know, instead, they just came over and, you know, killed half the aboriginals instead. But, you know, and, and I'm saying that lightly because, you know, everybody... You know, a lot of people don't like Columbus, rightly so. I'm, I'm not a Columbus supporter. I support the theory, but not his actions. I don't, you know, any more than I like the actions that took place here in Canada or in the United States. You know, conquering nations, that's what they do. You know, uh, does it make it right? No. You know, do the First Nations people have a right to be upset? Of course they do. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yep. you know, yep. uh, and again, now, you know, it's spinning back into the whole CCH. But, I mean, we covered that. But, you know, it, it, history is what it is. We can't change it. We can just do better tomorrow. Right? So. Yep. Hmm. Exactly so. right. So, let me ask you this. Uh, where do you think, you said the, whatever's there went south. What, you know, is it coming down to Williamsburg, Jamestown? Or has it just been moved with unknown destination well when when you see the book called the <laughs> and the quest for the uh, white I'll be the first to buy a copy. for 995 <laughs> you can find out the answer to that uh, question, I right? oh, okay so you have a theory on this okay fair okay, enough yeah and you're gonna have to buy it to see what <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> hey that's you awesome. want to read all the good articles you know i won't show you the front cover you gotta read all the good articles <laughs> But, you know, that's that's very interesting because, you know, we've talked about that, you know, so many times, you know, on the show, whether or not people believe that the that there there is treasure, i.e. gold and silver and all that, plus any religious artifacts sure. remaining on Oak Island. And yep. a lot of people feel and I happen to be kind of one of them. I'm still open to, you know, be told I'm wrong uh, if they find something significant. But to say that it's already been I believe it was there. Yep. And again, we go back to the whole thing talking about why would somebody go to the extent of burying something so deep sure, in the ground? Sure. Pirates are not going to do that. And who, like John Edwards always says, and you guys were talking about it earlier, who would have the capability of doing such a thing? Yep. It, it's, well, it's always the same. It's the same. It's the Masons, the yep. uh, Cistercians. I mean, you're also thinking engineering here. Uh, mm -hmm. The British uh, engineers, possibly the British and French, were near the island on the island. Um, you're talking Templars. Yep. I mean, it's a very small group because you have to have the manpower, the yep. wealth, yep. and the engineering uh, yep. technology to be right. able to exactly. to bury well, something there. And that answers, you know, the first five questions, right? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Well, but yeah. but, but but we're missing the most important one, and to me, it, it, it's why. Exactly. Would they, well, why would they the bury the religious artifacts for eternity? Why would they bury Shakespeare's manuscripts for eternity? They would. Um, when I first made presentation to my family, mm -hmm. okay, this is a long time ago. Because I told you, I had the end of the story, but then I had to fill in the blanks. Okay, <laughs> and you know, and I read a lot of the Bible. That had a lot to do with it. Okay. You know, the Ark of the Covenant, 
was always taboo. Oh, you can't open the Ark of the Covenant or you get striked by lightning. It'll melt your eyeballs. Well, look what happened on Lost Raiders and and Raiders of the Lost Ark. But it it says that in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because somebody did touch the peak one time and he was instantly melted. Right? Um, There is a part of the New Testament, okay, which... You know, it's it's about evil, good versus evil, and God versus the devil, and how God banishes the devil for a thousand years at a time. And then for a hundred years, every thousand years, he rises and wreaks havoc, but then he goes back, okay? That's in Revelations. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first made presentation, I thought, and this is to my family. Because at that point in time, I decided to take a year off and spend my life savings writing this really short book. <laughs> You're still working on it. It's still going. Yeah, you know, 18 <laughs> years later. Uh, and uh, and so, you know, the punchline, I, I had two, two endings. It's kind of like a Netflix movie, okay? Hit option one for ending one, and if you didn't like the way ending one handed, you can press option two and see if you like that one. So the first one I hit was what was in the Ark of the Covenant. What could be so important to bury the Ark of the Covenant 200 feet underground? Mm-hmm. Well, you always see the movies, you know, the uh, the rock movies there where, you know, they're excavating something and then all of a sudden they they release Satan himself, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. And all hell breaks loose. Well, they got that from the Bible. <laughs> that, that's, like, that's literally kind of a Bible story, right? Sure. And so, you know, I kind of went along with those lines, okay? The only reason you would ever bury the Ark of the Covenant, the most important religious artifact in the history of religion, okay, is that, oh, well, it must contain the devil himself, so they don't want him ever to rise, you know. But, no, I, I don't believe that. But I did spring that on with a, oh, my God, that's just wonderful. What a great story. And I said, yeah, but that was all bullshit. <laughs> or or bullcrap, bullcrap. And uh, I said, so, but, no, this is the real thing. And, and I do believe it is somebody important. I, I do. I If the church has wanted it all these years, what would be the only thing that would really set the, the church on its heels? is somebody important, whether it's, you know, uh, the remains of, you know, Jesus himself or Miriam or Mary Magdalene. Who who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't put him in there. Okay. Right. But, you know, you have to think of why. And at the end of the day, it's going to be pretty darned important. And to me, that would be important. Right. Yep. But not important enough to leave it in there for eternity. Exactly. But right. important enough to go to all the bother of hiding it. Right. Okay. To take everything to Scotland, well, that's just about as far away from the boat as you can get. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The northern part of Scotland's a long way from the Pope, and they never made it past the Hadrian Wall. Okay, because they didn't want to fight the guy that runs mm-hmm. around in kilts in the middle of winter because he's a pretty rugged fellow. Okay, mm. <laughs> you know, so you know, so there's just the little common sense things like that. 
that make it a fun story. You know, I'm not publishing a history book. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I started out that way. I was going to set the world, you know, on its, on its heels, but then I realized, no, there's not enough. There's no smoking guns anywhere. And without a, an actual smoking gun, we're just telling a tale and I'm fine with that. I, I think it's an interesting story and you know, who knows what's going to come out of the ground. If they prove to me that there's a solid Templar connection, they've already proven the Spanish thing. I don't think they're going to, haul up a log with Christopher Columbus's, you know, initials in the corner. Okay. I don't think I'd ever be that lucky, but (laughs) you know, but if it's anything close to that, that just ties into my story. I just got a couple of the wrong people involved. Sure. I mean, you're talking a line of thought and it's either, you know, like I said, Masonic, Christian, Templar, same, same symbols. You see this symbolically Oak Island has a a ton of, uh, you know, Things that are commensurate with that line of thought, such as the nine levels of the money pit, which is yep. the Enochian vault, oh, and sure. instead of instead of the Delta of God, you find the ninety foot stone. I mean, yeah. the, the stories are very parallel, you yeah. know. And and yeah. you have other things. You have an all seeing eye, you know, there, um, which is commensurate to some of the uh, Templar, Rosicrucian, Masonic symbols. Yeah. I mean, there's so many overlaps there. It's yeah. in that line of thought somewhere. And Jeff and I yeah. always go back and forth. Is where in the line of thought does Oak Island lie? It, does it is it one group like the Templars only? Is it two groups? Is it three groups? Is it all the groups that just keep revisiting it because of the yeah. significance yeah. symbolically and maybe even the significance of a possible resting place of something yeah. historic? Well, uh, again, the, my simple way to explain that it is a group that involves all those people. Yes, right? it, well, but I would say the line not of thought. Too but, many uh, of them. Yes, just it's the not same line of too thought. many of them. Because otherwise, somebody would have leaked the secret by now. Yes, it's it's right? it's a very close net exactly. Group of people. And I'm sure it's passed down through generations of generations of generations. Oh, and it's passed down through families too. Joe yeah. McGinnis' well, family. Well, if you I look mean, at it, I mean, like grief. there was what seventy-two apostles. Am I saying that right? Mm, uh, that I'm not sure. I think they had seven. Somebody in our chat will know uh, for sure. Yeah, someone can verify. I think yeah. that's correct. But. Who were the, the tight circle? What were they called again? I'm just having a brain fart. Uh, the disciples. disciples. 12 yeah. disciples? Yeah, mm-hmm. there was 12 disciples, but I think mm-hmm. there were 72. I think they were called apostles, I think. Okay. Yeah, 72, 72 is correct. Okay. I just looked it up. Yep. Well, if you take a family of 72 people, right, and each group in the 72 have multiple generations because you can't leave it to one generation because they can all get wiped out by COVID. Yes. Okay. So you've got to have three or four generations of each member of that group. Then all of a sudden 72 would cover it. Right. You know what I mean? So if you had 72 people, 72 members of the group of various ages from 10 to 70 you would be able to keep the story going by the numbers without leaving it to four people who happened to meet on a subway and the subway crashed that day you know you know what i mean so and and when i'm implying it's a it's a group and a group and a group it's the same line of thought it could be 10 15 different groups but the line of thought's consistent and I think that's what's important, whether it be 10, 15, 20, 30, 100 groups. That line of thought, the esoteric knowledge is consistent throughout all those groups. You can look at the esoteric knowledge. You can look at the symbology. 
all of it lines up all every the, time. The, the, it's it's mm -hmm. just a spider web. Okay. Well, you it know, is. when you look at and and that's why it's taken me so long. You know, I started out with this. Okay, and now you know I, I've got this times ten. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it, it's been quite a journey. Um, you know, my daughter graduates high school in the spring, and then she's off to university, and then I'd really like to have some time <laughs> and money to sit down and and finish the the thing. You know what I mean? So. We'll, we'll see. I, oh, I, we need it. We need to get this book. We, you know, I'm, now, I'm, you've, I'm you've the solution, us. Jeff. Come on now. <laughs> I know you teased us with it, so we got to read this thing. So, uh, yeah. but I'll tell you what, you can certainly launch it right here when you get this thing done. Yeah. Let me know, and we'll have you on the show, and we're gonna we're gonna make this thing sell. So yeah. Well, it. you know, I, I, everybody said, "How come you haven't published?" Like, well, I, I don't want to publish the wrong story. You know, everybody rushes out yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. since the Oak Island craze. Everybody's been publishing books. And it's like, mm -hmm. right. well, that's great, but you might be right. You might be wrong. I don't want to be might. Right. <laughs> I and Gretchen, be the guy Gretchen, that, Gretchen you know. Cornwall, she's in the in the group tonight. She's out there. I've seen her chatting with a few people, but she yeah. said the same thing. Hey, Gretchen. You I love to, her. I think yeah, she's awesome. We all do. Yeah, Gretchen's awesome. We love her a lot. And so, but she's exactly hey, right. And she agrees with you on that. You have to. You have to be, you know, it, it shouldn't, well, I, 18 years of doing your research like you have, but you have to go through all those pains to make sure it's all correct because you're putting correct. your yep. your theory out there. You're putting your reputation on the line with what you write. Yeah. You better make it right yeah. as much, well, you know. Jake and I, you know, when I sent him my little code the other day, yesterday, you know, at the end of the speech, it was, you know, the first job of any theory is to disprove it, right? Because mm -hmm. if you don't, somebody Absolutely. else will. So, you know, the very first order of business in any line of thinking is to disprove it. So yes. if you can't, uh -oh. Oh, then it, then it oh, becomes a, a what if, okay? Right. But with this mystery, and, and I kind of like, there is a little bit of writer in me. And and so actually, I'm just going to read it because I thought it was somewhat clever on my part. Uh, it was a good line. And I said, but like most really good mysteries, the smoking gun is always, and I mean always, missing. Respecting the mystery is knowing that the perpetrators leave us just enough to stay in the chase, but they are looking back with clarity while we look forward in the fog. Yes, that's very well said. I love that. And that's that's the thing. You know, they were smarter than we are, or it would have already been dug up. Exactly. Yep, so, exactly right. And just that fact alone, because there's been a lot, and when you read the articles, there's been a lot of smart people involved. Mm -hmm. There's been a few duds too, don't get me wrong. But by and large, there's been a lot of smart people involved in this since day one. And a mm -hmm. lot of important people, you know, and, you know, and, and so that again goes back to the respect and people put their hearts in it like like dan and his wife and david oh, yeah. you yeah. know you know david and i have had a few conversations along the way obviously and mm -hmm. and you know they sank their whole life into it mm -hmm. you know uh yep 
Yeah, that's you know, the that's, rest alls. The rest alls lived know. in a shack in the middle of winter in Nova Scotia. Like, come on, you guys. Gave their lives wow. for it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and and yeah, you know, that story alone, that's a, that's that's just an insane article, actually. That's that's crazy. Yeah, what they went right. through. Um, so you know, not that I'm trying to plug the Oak Island Library, but there's a lot of great reading. It, it, and, and like you said, yeah. let's do that again, because it is it is a great read, folks. You know, and again, we'll bring it up for those of you who may just tuned in recently during this. Uh, the Oak Island Library on YouTube. It, we do have a link to it in the description down there. Uh, great stuff out there that you should go check out. It's free. You can join, you know, whenever. And mm -hmm. as Jeff said, he's going to be constantly, uh -oh, he has you know, up this with more and more and more information as we go along so it's not done yet he said he has more that he hasn't even got to yet and by the way that was gretchen that said spot on jeff irving yes the smoking gun we're all looking for it i can't i can't see any comments I'm gonna no, have that was gretchen. i'm gonna have to suffer through this twice first live i gotta go back and yeah, and then always, make the corrections. I don't think fun. I've misspoke too many times. But, yeah, it's always uh, nice when you do that. We get a chance to go back and, and kind of comment on that. And we've missed, there's been 150, 160 comments just on the YouTube side wow. or on the Facebook Wow, side. there's that many bored people on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. We're doing all right. Oh, Jeffrey Irving, this is good stuff. You know it. <laughs> I may have a contest before Christmas. Oh, really? What a lot of people don't know is that there's a different copy of McDonald's Reader's Digest article. Really? Okay. And I'm going to leave it at that. Hmm. And I may give one away because they are quite a valuable little item. The, the soft <laughs> cover version of that story in Reader's Digest they get insane money for that. I don't even own one because I refuse to pay like 300 bucks for a Reader's Digest. Okay? Yeah. I think Linda had, I don't know if Linda, somebody has one. one yeah. Anyway. Linda, Linda does have one. I think she told me that at one point. I have a few other versions of that. So I, if for everybody that joins from this show, cause I'll know mm -hmm. okay, who joins, cause I'm not going to do any more advertising till maybe two weeks from now. Okay, because then I'll know who came from you and then who came from my other, you know, little well, thing. They can, they can say, they, if they join and they say, we're, we're joining, watching you on JFree906, then you'll know. Bingo. That's great. Yeah, I love got that. it. Got sure. that, folks, when you join. That works for you, too. That works for your well, thing. Yeah, I, you know. And, I and then what I'll do is, is I will just get my daughter to randomly pick a name out of the, out of the list. Okay. So, you know. Can, can we have that drawing live? She doesn't live? know anybody. She thinks I'm off the scale crazy ready for a mental institution. So, I mean, you know, she does not follow this whatsoever. Okay. So, do you have the article? <laughs> <laughs> Linda, uh, I, I shall take the Fifth Amendment on that. Wow. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I hope you do that drawing live somewhere. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, no, I will actually. Let you know, me know. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't right. gonna do much live stuff on the library. Yeah, just have in, like real quickly, you know. Joe. Doing a recap. You know, I, I, I got all you guys to stick my name out here. You know, I, I mean, you guys know I had my own show in the very beginning, but mm -hmm. it, it was just too much work. 
You know, yeah, I mean? it is. And cool. you guys know how much effort it takes to put a show together. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. And one of my earliest videos just resurfaced this week. So I send off to Jake. And uh, I hadn't seen that. And it's like, that was either, I don't know if it was the very first one I did or like, like the top three anyway. So I listened to it for about five minutes. And so, like, okay, I have to turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jake Roberts is great. He, we, uh, we love him on the show. He's been a good friend to this show for sure. And uh, we always yeah. check his out on Sunday nights when we can, cause he, yeah. but most of the time with Jake, I mean, when you're watching his stuff and him go, you have to pay attention so yeah. closely because it's like, what? Oh, wait, what? And you're, you're yeah. a few, yeah. a few days for a second or look at your phone because you got a text for yeah. a moment. You've just missed the important part of what he was saying yeah. every time. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. And uh, I, I, I Oak Island binge, you know, I'll go for, you know, a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And then if I happen to get a free night, you know, I don't usually get home till seven bells. And by the time mm -hmm. I clean up the dishes, walk the dog, feed the dog, you know, the whole nine yards get cleaned up. It's like nine o'clock. And for a senior citizen like me, that's bedtime. <laughs> so, you know, so, uh, yeah. So if I get an early night where, you know, uh, get an extra hour, I'll, I'll binge on, uh, I'll binge on Oak Island stuff and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll hop into some shows, you know? Yep. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to I, I think the whole, I think the whole Oop. thing, the whole Oak Island experience now mm -hmm. is so much fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I'm kind of getting back into it a little bit. It, for a while, it was work. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and when you get, don't get paid, it's, it's purely work. And Facebook changed the way they did things. And, and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you know, your views, when your views get cut two-thirds in one week, something's, Facebook's done something. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and they did. They changed it all. Yep. And then it was like, that. well, yep. the return, you know, the views versus the amount of hours it took for me to do a show. Because mm -hmm. I didn't have any guests, right? You mm -hmm. know, I had to put all the stuff up on the computer and the screen. And mm -hmm. Half of it was backwards. And, you know, I wasn't going to invest in the equipment. I wasn't going to invest in the sound studio. It's like, mm -hmm. I just don't have time. And, yep. you know, my daughter was getting older and so was I. And, you know, unfortunately, when you have kids, you have to pay to put them through school, right? Yeah, well, yes. That, <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, you have to actually feed them. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you've always got this platform. And like I said, we really appreciated you coming on here today. Absolutely. Because this has been fascinating. And and uh, anytime that you uh, would like to come and join us with new information or when you get that book done, yes. uh, we would love to have you back on the show because I tell you this, and that's why, you know, that's one of the reasons why I created this show and brought people like yourself on here and, and John yep. Edwards and all the other uh, Gretchen and all the other people that we, Court Lindahl's been on the show. Mm -hmm. and it And it makes it so that, we allow for you all to get your theories and the work that you've been doing and all mm -hmm. your research out to the public in, in, a, in, in the, the little way that we can. And we know this is like what you said, you mentioned it earlier. You go on Oak Island and you're in front of a camera for four or five, six hours. Gretchen went through the same thing. Mm -hmm. so yep. And then when it's all said and done, you're on the show for about five minutes. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. seven minutes and 56 seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, so, and so we're like, wait a minute, where's the rest of this story yeah. that we didn't yeah. get to hear? And that's why I wanted to do this because mm-hmm. it gives you guys the opportunity to now take a two hours or whatever you got and let, let's have it. Yeah. You know, get well, it out there. And the nice thing is, is, you know, and it was funny because, you know, I sat down with Dan, you know, before he passed away. This is one of my trips down. Because uh, I took the family down there one time to do the tour. And, and then if I was working in the area, which I, I do a lot of work on the south coast of Nova Scotia, uh, you know, I'd pop in the summertime and squeeze on a tour. And I sat down with Dan one time. He was sitting there like he always used to in the in the museum. And I said, uh and I knew he didn't know me from a hole in the wall, right? Because Dan was kind of hands off the show, right? Mm-hmm. Other than the yep. specific shots. Right. Uh, he came out and, and talked to the tour or talked to the tour is, you know, yep. when they when they were on the tour. Uh, but by and large, he, he didn't get too much involved. So I knew Dan did not know me. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and said, So what do you think about that Columbus guy? Who? Who are you? What? What are you talking about? And I said, well, what what did you think about that, uh, you know, theory about Columbus coming up here? And the first words out of his mouth was classic. Was, and I'm live. I'm, I'm doing a live thing on Facebook. Oh, I've done my hogwash. No, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? I just spent all this time. <laughs> and, but, I love, but that's that was his nature. And, you know, yep. Dave's the same way. Dave says what he thinks. Yep. I always oh, he does. Say, yes, he does. When yeah. I have presented, okay, uh, you know, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> when I have presented, I've always sat next to Dave. And Dave's great, right? Because mm-hmm. you can just see him, you, you know, in the corner of your eye going, oh, what a crock or crap. Oh man! But uh, but yeah. it's all fun, and it and it keeps the story alive. Uh, I mean, there's two aspects. There's the search, the real, real search, and then there's the TV show. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. That's and people yep. make the biggest mistake of confusing the two. You know what I mean? And they mm-hmm. get critical, and you know I call them the naysayers, and you know and. And they can get on your nerves, especially when you do your own thing. Yep. And you know, you get the hate mail, and you get the love mail, and you get the hate mail. Mm-hmm. And you know, but at the end of the day, it's a fun story. It is a great adventure, and the real part of it is as 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 real as it gets. And I think that was probably one of the main reasons why I. I created the library and I'm publishing the articles in the moment because mm. you get the live interviews in the moment mm. over a glass of Drambuie at the restaurant table. You know what mm. I mean? You get the unscripted comments from the people in the moment. Yep. And, you know, and I, and I think that hopefully will just give people a better appreciation then this is just a made-for-television TV show. You know right. what I mean? Yep. So. There it is. I brought up that picture real quick because there's There Dave's you go. Right there he is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think if you can see right in front of me, I think is the Koran 
and there's the great big yep. Bible I brought with me, and, and I sat them down. Yeah, there's the Quran underneath my iPad, well, okay? Yeah. And I sat them down on top of the table, mm -hmm. and the first comment out of Dave's mouth is, oh, great, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, right. I wonder. I wonder what's in his coffee cup right there. We probably, uh, you know, a little crown, maybe. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> Diet Pepsi. Yeah, he's. Uh, but he's great. We like Dave a lot. He's a great guy. But yeah, I. You know. But you're right. You're absolutely right. You got the. You got the TV show, and you got what's really, you yeah. know, the the treasure hunt or the hunt for the the. Um, and I and I truly believe that, and like you said before that something passed through there is it still there i don't know i'm on the fence on it i would love for it to be there i'd love for him to dig up you know find so, the chapel vault crack it open the concrete we talked about concrete earlier the concrete yeah. encasing yep. thing. <laughs> crack this baby open and let's find out what's in there and hopefully the hammer grab doesn't chop the ark of the covenant don't in half. say that yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Well, right, 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 show, right up to the last right minute. between the two <laughs> cherubs, Jeff. Uh, no, we see this big cloud forming with a uh, whirlpool over top of Nova Scotia, and we're like, oh, actually, no. Jeff, Jeff, I think you're safe because I think you would have already been struck by lightning if that was true. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So but that was, uh, but you know, that's the thing, and and we we know that folks like yourself are still researching this oh. and you're going to find out sooner or later they say the ark of the covenant will not be found until man's greatest need i think that's oh. how it's something like that yeah that, that Speaking is true of, go ahead that 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 okay there is a myth out there that the tv show created the curse ah false oh uh 1967 there is reference to seven must die Okay. Uh, really? Or the treasure will reveal itself. 1893. Uh, the boys found uh, red clover and, of course, the canopy oaks. Uh, I'd never heard of the red clover. Red clover was not indigenous to uh, North America. It's actually a Western Europe thing. Portugal, really? Spain. Uh, really? huh. So that was one thing. Um, and the original, the original myth, which is stated in here, is that when the last of the five oaks die, the treasure will be revealed. Hmm. Okay. Now, when I read that the first time, there were five canopy oaks out on Isaac's Point. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I thought, well, maybe they're not talking about just the last one that topples over. Maybe they're talking about the last one on the way out. So, you know, I sent that down the down the pipe and said, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure somebody's looked around for those oaks. Mm -hmm. uh, but those oaks, there's no trace of those oaks. Mm -hmm. They Those were long destroyed, dug up, whatever, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. You know, because, uh, yes, it was on the Blankenship's hit list, apparently, to try and find the roots to those mm. canopy oaks because then you could endo chronology is whatever the term for that research was and mm. of course you could carbon date them too right right but the carbon dating i mean you know it, it doesn't 
doesn't tell you the source or anything like that. Mm, but, mm. but it would have been nice information to have. So there's all kinds of just little details that kind of just, you know, show up in the library that are, that are kind of cool. Right. So it is not a myth. The, the curse of seven is as old as the 60s. I'll put it that way. Wow. Because it wow. is written in the 60s. One of the articles, I forget exactly which one. And so that would have been prior to, let's yep. see. Yeah, prior to some of them actually passing. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. If we've got yep. a little over two hours, I usually try to keep these <laughs> two hours because, uh, but I tell you, this has been so fascinating. Great. Fantastic. Information. Hey, I've uh, had a great time. I, I really hate to end it. I really do. But uh, so, so, folks, yeah, go out there, check out check out the uh, Oak Island Library on the Facebook page. It is linked below. If you join that, just put a little thing in there to say you, you, you're you joining because you watched it on uh, JFree906. Oh, actually, and there might be. Yes. Yeah, they can do that. Uh, but I just thought of something. Uh, just tell them, I don't put those, uh, I, I don't put anything on there that's not library specific. Okay. Like, if you mm -hmm. notice in the page, there's very few comments, like standalone posts. Right. James McQuiston, uh, and I, I love James's work. I, I don't dive into it because I try not to get too involved in other people's work because mm -hmm. I want to read it myself. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. right. Uh, right. And, and I explained that, that to James. Because uh, he had asked me if I knew this, and I said, well, no, not really, because I try and stick to my line of thinking. Right. Um but, you know, I, I put in his comment, but I don't put the comments, well, thank you for welcoming me to the group and mm -hmm. page and all that stuff. Because what happens is the articles get lost, right? Because if you've got, you know, 200 posts of, oh, thank you for letting me join, you're nobody, very few people will go down by 10 posts, typically. That's true. We find that too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they can send me comments if they want, but I have a recently joined list, okay, in the uh, map in there. So yeah. I will know who joined. Okay, cool. From two o'clock on. So they sure. don't actually have to comment. But, you know, all right, good. Because otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to delete all those comments <laughs> now that I think about it. So I'll spend the next five hours yeah, deleting, you know. Something. Yeah, well, Linda was just talking about it. She said uh, she was. She just put up this thing here. said, if we comment, if you're not, Jeff doesn't have to post it, but he can see it yes. or something. I don't know. She yeah. knows all that stuff because she's, she, she is like the wizard of Facebook. Uh, group admining and uh, that's you know. why I'm not up to date because I don't have any wizards and I get a kid that has no interest in it. So I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna lend her out. I'm sorry she's not, <laughs> not really no I'm not going that far in listen I'm gonna publish I'm gonna do my public my uh, Oak Island public service okay yeah. oops mm -hmm. okay and yeah. publish the articles until Esquire or Gentleman's Quarterly sues me, and then I'll have to shut her down. But yeah. until that yeah. time, we're going to run with it. Well, I do. I kind of do the same thing here with the uh, pictures from Oak Island and from the TV show and stuff. But they so far they've been, you know, they have talked to us once and said, "Oh, you have to change something that we did," and sure. we did. We complied, and that oh, was yeah. it. And we've had one thing in a year. By yeah. the way, it was been a year now that this show has been on. We started this back in November of uh, 2020. 
And uh, here we are one year later, and wow. we are at like 18,000. Wow, that's doing awesome. Great. Blows my mind that we've grown this big and the YouTube channel is still going great. We're at like uh 1210 subscribers now. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you've got all kinds of time on your hands. I wish I had more because John and I have been got you know, he's dragging me into this research thing. I said, Look, I'm just the face on the show, and John's like, No, we're going over here, we're going to Gettysburg, we're going to do Mothman, we're going to do you know, all these different things. Well, one surprise I, I do have. I need to be retired, what I need to yeah, say. I, well, like I said, uh, my daughter's off to school in the fall to university. And January 23, right? Next year's 22. January 23. Uh, I've always believed that if you're going to talk the talk, you need to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going on the tour. I'm going to, I'm going to start in Egypt, and I am going to go to Jerusalem, and I am going to follow my story all the way through Europe. I might I'd be on the road you. for I would three go or with four you. months, or however long it's going to be mm-hmm. with a back backpack. There's there's no budget for fancy hotels, so you know I'll be uh, I'll be calling up. You know, if your friends on my Facebook and you live mm-hmm. in Timbuktu <laughs> and you've got a couch in the back office, I might need it. So yeah, no problem. Know. You can come by here. I tell you what, I'd love to go with oh, you. I really. When yeah. you when are you doing this? I'm going to try and take off in uh, January of 23. That wow. that's my goal. Wow. So, I I would love to go. I would. Well, go. like I said, I I want to look at what I think the people were looking at it when they did it. So I know. I I I would love to go. I know John. Like I said, John and I have talked about it. I want to go over, uh, and I got to go over and meet Gretchen. Gretchen has already said yeah, that yeah, I can come yeah. over into the UK. And, uh, and, 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 Jeff. Huh? Nova Scotia, Oak Island. And we got to go to Nova Scotia. I know. Here, I've been yeah. talking about Get it for almost ready. two years now, and I, <laughs> and I have not been there yeah, yet it's because it's of awesome COVID. Place. That's, it's so that's awesome. my excuse is COVID. Uh, but I tell you what, it's been fascinating. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on here today. Hey, what an honor it is for us fantastic. Uh, to have you thank here you so and to share your uh, insights and everything with us and talking about the CCH out there on the island, the Oak yeah. Island Library, your, your theory. Mm-hmm. And man, I tell you what, I am itching, itching to find out more about your book. I really am. This is fascinating stuff. Awesome. Well, we'll throw some snippets out here and there. Good, good. You know, we had a great conversation. Listen, that that was a lot of fun, John. You know, you're a great co-host, Jeff. You've always been a good host. You know, it's easy. It's easy to be with the two of you. Okay, it's uh, awesome. it's been a lot of fun, and and I'll definitely definitely be back. Thank so, you. Thank, thank you. you. So I appreciate that. And, very, and very that is Columbus and a few others, you know, made, <laughs> made, oh, the, you. made the first be with you. We didn't even get to talk about that. I was going to say, too, I'll say real quick because you just did that. There is, and I have a picture in my on my computer of a prominent person from Oak Island doing that hand signal. Jeez, it wouldn't symbol. be Marty, would it? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> and who do, do you think that, they got? Who do you think they got that from? Huh? I probably. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. I saw it. I caught it, and I was like, and yeah, I took a I screenshot of that. What and you, I've been. 
What do you think I did when I saw it that night? That, yeah, that's like I'll the old, that's like the old Carol Burnett, you exactly. know, saying goodnight to her husband, right? When he yep. flashed that, I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> you just got through calling me full of crap on the show before, but now you're flashing my symbol." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, there's the real story and the TV story. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, folks, right, thanks guys. so much for being here with us today uh, with uh, Jeffrey Irving, and man, it's been wonderful, John Edward. Have the great rest of your week. Thank you for joining us. This recording was done on November 20th, 2021. A special guest, Jeffrey Irving.